Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 624. When you're not practicing, remember somewhere someone is practicing, and when you meet them, he will win. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Keith Marr. Keith, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I'm buckled up and ready to go. All right, great. Keith Marr founded Marr Solutions in 2007, and he's the co-founder and CEO of VR Motion. His mission is to help people in various sectors of the automotive industry achieve their goals through simulation. He and his team provide professional-level training for racers, teams, and institutions around the globe. Keith is the leading authority in automotive simulations, from programming to the podium. He has a 22-plus year career in high technology, and his obsession for motorsports resulted in a convergence of cars and computers to design and build world-class simulators. At VR Motion, you'll also find a past Cars yeah guest and IndyCar driver, Dominic Dobson, who's their COO. So, Keith, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Absolutely, and thank you for that introduction. You're welcome. My obsessions are cars and computers, and and for as long as I can remember, that's the way it's been. It probably started, my dad was a mechanic, and we grew up around cars. We had a family business, so every summer and weekends, I was always working on the cars. But my obsession was really from matchbox cars all the way to watching Formula One. And then when I was about, I'm thinking 12 or 13, my parents bought me a kit computer uh one of these uh computers that you build yourself mm-hmm. and yeah. i was absolutely um hooked with it i couldn't believe at the time that you could put something together and then program it and have it affect say like the tv and and um have it interact and that started my career in in uh, computing and i went on and um i did a degree in electronic engineering and had a 22 year career in intel working in semiconductor research, development, and manufacturing. So it's just really in the last decade that I came back around to my cars. And uh, I was looking out how to, I wrote down a list of all the things I'm passionate about. And I, I had a very full career in, in semiconductors. And so putting the 
my love of cars with the knowledge I've had about computing is really where the simulation business came around. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic. And I learned about you uh, because I've known Dominic Dobson for a long time. He's been on the show several times because of his racing career and so forth. And when he told me he was getting involved with you and your company, I went, oh, this is really cool. Well, I've got to talk to Keith because it sounds like a perfect marriage for cars. Yeah, wrapping your passion for cars into your vocation. So I'm so happy you've been able to do that. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or mantra. Some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your career. And it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Keith, take the wheel. Well, currently, there's a lot of inspirational quotes. I have about three in my office here. But the but the one I look at it right now, I, it's from Ed McCauley. And it says, when you're not practicing, remember somewhere someone is practicing. And when you meet them, he will win. Yes. Well, how have you wrapped that? Uh, and that's a great quote, by the way, to uh, inspire you to keep pedaling every day, keep working, because that competition. And, and I love the fact that it ties in to the fact that you create simulators to help people learn how to win on the racetrack. So how have you tied that quote into your career and your business of VR Motion? Oh, absolutely. If you look at the motorsport world, and, and if you think about any professional sporting activity, you practice a lot. So, for example, in tennis, you know, you just don't arrive. You actually practice your serve over and over. And golf is a great example. Mm -hmm. But motorsports was a gap. You know, it's primarily a, an arrive and a drive activity. Um, it's cost prohibitive. It's uh, it's expensive. Sometimes you cannot do it, especially if it's on a public uh, open road. So preparation is key. And that's where the power of computing can actually predict what's going to happen in the future. So it allows you to prepare and practice. And then for me, if you think about the technology world, um, there's a phrase in, in a semiconductor, which is if, if you stop to have lunch, you become lunch. You always have to keep moving forward. And, um, and I find that same analogy with um, the motorsports folks. They're only as good as the last race. And everybody keeps looking forward of how they're going to improve, how they're going to um, take it to the next level. And preparation is key for that. Oh, absolutely. I love that other semiconductor quote, too, about lunch. That's hilarious and, and oh so true, especially in the technology world today. But you know, I'm always surprised when I watch Formula One and you listen to the drivers how little time they get to drive the cars, and they're they're competing at a top level. And you get into all the other motorsports involved these days; everything is so competitive. So, uh, very cool how computers have come back around. And for you as a little kid building that computer, and you look at what you're able to do now, uh, it's hard to imagine to ever have had that vision of what was coming for all of us in the future. Let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars. Now, like me, you had those little matchbox cars when you were a kid. I still have all of mine. Would you tell us a pivotal moment in your life when you really knew that you were a car guy? Oh, yeah. Well, like most inspirational um, moments, are, I, I really have to look back to my parents my dad was a mechanic, and um, I was just absolutely fascinated with, uh, with all the work he was doing. We had a small family business, and I used to spend all my time working there. But one of, the, one of the interesting things was we used to work on the cars, and then we used to watch a Formula One race together. And uh, he used to tie the stuff that we did on, on, on the cars, putting them back together into how you would set up a Formula One car and how certain people would do it a little bit better. And at a very young age, uh, we built a go-kart. And it, it wasn't a, 
it wasn't a stock built. It was literally, let's go around the garage and get some bits and pieces. So we cut some frame, we welded up a frame and uh, made a steering rack. And, and actually for the motor, we took a starter motor out of a car and hooked it up to a battery. So it was quite intense. It had an on-off. Wow. But, um, you know, to build something that didn't exist beforehand and actually then have some fun on it, it was um, it was an amazing experience. And it really, I think that started my, my love of cars. I think so. That's pretty darn cool. That is taking it to a whole new level. I can see now where your dad's influence on not only automobiles, but tinkering with things, creating things. Uh, there's some GN, uh, DNA, rather in your system that floated through. So I like that. Very cool. Well, Keith, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Now, you've gone from working at a, a big company to being an entrepreneur, a startup. Oh, my gosh, that's fraught with all sorts of challenges. So would you share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career? But, of course, the most important part of this is how did you get over it and what did it teach you? Well, you're actually correct. Um, you're very right in the sense of when you work for a large organization, and especially, a, you know, a, a world-class organization, you learn a lot about doing the basics correct. They have a phrase, do, do the right things right. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely fantastic because it teaches you a lot of foundational skills and you get to, you get to learn how it's done. So carrying those things forward, um, you have to transition because you go from a large organization that has bureaucracy and, you know, uh, a lot of, um, systems in place to to get approval and sign off and then when you swap over to doing an entrepreneur it's absolutely um, fantastic at the start because you get to make all decisions <laughs> and then on top of that you get to own all the decisions so uh, yeah it's quite interesting I, I suppose the second part of the question there is um is one of the biggest challenges that we have and um when you create simulators in, in any form, all the way up to Formula One, right down to gaming simulators, um, people get motion sickness or simulator sickness. Mm. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that I actually had was the first simulator I built. It was fantastic. It had a huge dome screen. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of people through and it worked perfectly. So my thought was, well, on a race weekend, drivers have so much downtime. You know, they probably have, you know, 90% downtime because of a, a short qualifying, short race, a short practice. So I brought it out to the track. We got a couple of drivers signed up to uh, to test in, in between their sessions, and they got tremendous motion sickness. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I just hadn't prepared for it. And, uh, you know, to the extent that, you know, it, it kind of backfired because it was too close to their event. Mm. And what I learned from that was that... Um, Race car drivers, they're superhuman. They see things faster, they feel things faster, and they, and they can, they can give you feedback, you know, almost like a test pilot. Mm -hmm. And, um, I got a lot of information from them, and that's really where the focus came, uh, to, to work with race car drivers, because if you get it right for, correct for race car drivers, the general public, it's just seamless. Ah. So I'm so lucky to have somebody like Dominic Dobson come on board. And, you know, he's he's a kind of a person that can, he's very well versed in giving feedback. And, and he, you know, he's he's a world-class driver. So that's actually, uh, it worked out well in the end. That's very interesting that they would get motion sickness. And I've said in a few of those simulators where you're encapsulated and they're moving all around. And every once in a while, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't feel very good. Very, very interesting learning lesson for you, definitely for your business, and uh, that's really cool. I appreciate you sharing that. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those career aha moments. I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for a new direction, a new path. 
for your business, for your career. Could you tell us the steps you took to turn an aha moment into a success? Oh, absolutely. Back in early 2012, the CODA, Circuit of the Americas track, was being built. And there was um, a GT3 uh, Porsche Cup race that was uh, going to be ran the same weekend as the inaugural Formula One race. And um, so the challenge was, how do you prepare for for, for something that hasn't even been built yet? And uh, we had the driver came, come out, so we talked about it for a while. I worked with, their, with his uh, chief engineer, and we built a model of his car on the computer. And then from from the plans and the public information that was available, we built a model of the track. And he, he actually uh, practiced on it, and we gave a car setup. Now, what was kind of funny about it was Coda is a, is a really challenging track. It's got a, a really tight midfield, you know, turn three through five section, then the long back and the long straight. And when you look at it first, you'll, you'll kind of say, well, it's a high speed track because it's, it's such long straights. But what we found on the computer was it was really a medium balance kind of setup. Mm. And so we gave, um, we gave a predicted setup to his chief engineer. When it came to that race weekend, he put in our setup and uh, qualified second. Wow. And then, then changed it and said, well, how about we make it a little bit, you know, we take some wing out the back to try and get some more speed. The time dropped off. And then the engineer said, well, okay, let's move it, change it to a bit more of a downforce setup. And the time dropped off. So it was a sweet spot and they ran out of time. And it turned out the over the weekend, the, the driver actually finished on the podium, which was, you know, unbelievable, just straight out of the box. He actually led most of the race. And uh, I dropped back on a, a YouTube clip that's out there and I just watched the... Uh, the, the Porsche Cup in November 2012, and I still, that was my aha moment. This really, really works. Science works. You know, that is very, very cool. Um, yeah, definitely science works. And even when I have had many car designers on the show here where they talk about how computers have changed the way they design cars and even build cars so that they know what is coming way before it can actually be built uh, same for racing. So another awesome story. Now, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out for you? Well, yeah, the proudest career moment. Um, well, I'm currently really proud of uh, where the company has moved forward. We've got a team of five people, and uh, it, it's an incredible group of people working together. But I think the one of the biggest um, successes we had was was last year, uh, with uh, Pikes Peak, uh, Dominic. This is before we we set up the company, but he, Dominic came here to to practice for Pikes Peak, and uh, as you know, it's a um, you know 156 corners, 12 miles long, and it's a public road. You can't train for it. And uh, he must have done maybe about 22 runs on on the simulator, and he learned you know the giveaway corners. He learned the important corners, but he actually ended up winning the unlimited class and taking rookie of the year. And I was really um, proud afterwards when, you know, in the press uh, release that he, he kind of acknowledged that working on the simulator here had helped him prepare. And that was a fantastic moment and has led through to the business that we have today and the, the fantastic team we're working with. You know, that's so nice. I remember Dominic telling me that. And when he was on the show talking about his attempt at running up Pikes Peak, which uh, kind of rounded out all the different cars he's driven, he talked a little bit about simulators and Back then, little do we know, now that he'd be a part of your business, helping you guys grow. So that is really cool. Again, science helps win the day. And in this case, yeah, a podium win. That's really cool. Let's have a little bit of fun here and, again, go back in time. I'd love for you to share your first really special car and maybe a memory that you have with that vehicle. Oh, yeah. The first car 
that I ever bought. Actually, my dad bought it for me, and I was maybe, I don't know, 14 or 15 years of age. But it was a little Bambino, a, a red Fiat 500. Mm. It was actually laid up, um, hadn't been used for years, and my dad thought it would be a good summer project for me. Uh, so we rebuilt the car, took it down to its frame, resprayed it, rebuilt the engine, put it all together. And uh, it was absolutely a fantastic project to work on. But uh, what we actually tried to do was uh, I got all my friends and we tried to break the, the Guinness World Record for the most people that you could fit into a foot. Into a, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I think the record at the time was 12 people. And uh, we, we got close. We didn't break it, but we got... Um, I think it was nine or ten people. The problem was uh, a lot of my friends were very tall. <laughs> mm, you need some shorter friends. Yeah, and, that, and that's where I came in. That wasn't a problem for me, but I had some tall friends. But it was a lot of fun, and uh, I look back on that moment with a lot of enjoyment. What year was that, Fiat? I think it was it was either late 60s or early 70s. It was the one uh, after they had the suicide doors. And probably if we had the suicide doors on it, we could have fit more people in. Yeah, maybe you should have uh, got together with a bunch of race car drivers because they tend to be a little shorter so they can fit into cars instead of all your tall basketball playing friends. <laughs> you could have won that. But, uh, oh, my gosh, that sounds hilarious. That's a first year on cars. Yeah, I had to cram a whole bunch of guys into a Fiat Bambino. Oh, my gosh. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll bet. Now, how about a car that you've owned, that you've let go, that you really wish you had back in your garage? That old seller's remorse tear. Is there one in your, your life? Well, I'll tell you something funny or um, unusual is every single car I've ever sold, I've I've had remorse over it. Hmm. And uh, I've gone through my list. Every car that I've owned has been special to me and to the point where I, I've held on to cars much longer than I've and I've needed them. I've enjoyed every one of them, and they've all been different. But the original Fiat 500 was the one that really um, I'm emotionally connected to. At the time, I, I rebuilt it, and we had a lot of fun with it, but I sold it to uh, to go to college, basically. It funded my first uh, semester, and immediately when I sold it, I knew it was a mistake. And uh, years later, I went back to try and find it, and it was being used as a display car in a driving school. You know, they have a sign, uh, you know, come drive with us. And I, I approached the guy to buy it back, and, and then he was emotionally connected to it. So <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it back, but um, that, was a, that was a car that I, I think about quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, funding of education. I've sold some cars to fund my children's college. And uh, uh, while it went for an excellent cause, yeah, I, I kind of wish I had some of those back, but um, much better to be educated that for sure. Well, how about today and tomorrow? I'd love for you to share what's going on at VR Motion. What has you really excited today and really fired up about the future? Explain a little bit more about your business. What's coming down the road? Oh, absolutely. Well, right now we're in the growth phase. We've we've proven that the simulators actually work, and um, the team is growing here. So there's it's really the we're challenging the status quo. Everybody has their normal way that they prepare and that they practice and and get ready. And I think we're at the stage where we we've we've proven enough that there's uh, you know something to look at, uh, including simulation in your overall preparation. And and the way I describe it is that the difference between simulation and a and a and a game is a game will give up reality to have fun, but a simulator will predict with confidence what's going to happen in the real world. So right now there's um, there's a model drift going on, a bit of a crisis. Like I have people coming that 
they've seen simulators in the past and they haven't really worked out, but there are people getting real results for it right now. So we're really excited to uh, grow and secure the team and uh, get some um, partners going forward to uh, really grow this because it is a new part of the industry. Fantastic. Well, I wish you guys all the best. I'm sure you'll have great success with what you're doing, being such cutting edge. Very, very cool. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Keith. If you were a car, what kind of car would Keith be and why? Oh, well, I currently, you know, this is, is a funny thing. I, I currently love the car that I have myself mm-hmm. right now. And it's a, it's a Pontiac Solstice uh, GXP. And um, the reason is it probably reflects, it has some of the same qualities of, as myself. It, it's kind of understated. It's a little bit small, uh, but it's surprisingly fast and, and a capable car. And um, Pontiac, actually, it's the last sports car that they build. So it's kind of one of a kind also. So I look at the car and I, I kind of uh, I, I, I feel connected to it. <laughs> Very nice answer. I like that. Perfect. So Keith, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Keith, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, every time I used to drive away from my granddad, he used to uh, say it, keep it between the hedges. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's great advice. Yeah, keep it between the guardrails, but the uh, the hedges is just as important for sure. Now, how about a personal habit? Would you share one of yours that you believe has helped contribute to your success? Well, if you, if you look at what I've been doing and what I've been involved in, both in, in the semiconductor world and, and what we're doing here, is is having a vision of something that you want to create. And, um, you know, it needs to be audacious. It needs to be something that, that's really going to change the way that people do things and, and then creating a plan to, to go make it happen. And even if you just move a small step towards that vision, um, I think that's the um, one of the habits that you have to have a clear vision in your head. Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? There's a lot of them out there, but is there one in particular that you think our listeners would enjoy? Well, the one that fascinates me the most is is Wikipedia. I just think it's uh, unbelievable the the crowdsourcing applications. Anything that you need to know, I've I've never been let down with with somebody out there just uh, updating Wikipedia. It's incredible, isn't it? Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think the Carjow listeners should crack open and read as well? Oh, uh, let me think about that. Well, one of the books that that uh, I'm actually rereading it uh, again uh, is called "Only the Paranoid Survive." And it's um, it's by Andy Grove, and he, he talks a lot about innovation and how to move forward and uh, the pace. I think it's a, a very applicable to people in the motorsport because that you're always challenging yourself, and, and if you're not challenging yourself, your competitors are. Great book recommendation. First time that book's been recommended here on Cars, yeah, so I'm happy for that. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Keith has shared on his show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Keith Marr. His last name is spelled M-A-H-E-R. And there's another great place on the Carja website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and the past 616 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, Keith, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but money's no object, I'll buy you whatever you'd like today, what would that vehicle be and why? Wow, I um, I'd have to go back to my Hot Wheels model list, and uh, <laughs> I I take out the one car that I look at and impress me a lot is is a uh, is the Bugatti um, Type Thirty Five. Uh. It's an incredible car, and the more I learn about it, the more it it, it kind of um, connects with me. I believe it it won well over a, a thousand races, and um, you know was a world championship car, and and the you know, it, it kind of challenged a lot more established and a lot bigger brands and bigger cars. So that's the one that's uh, important to me. What a special car. What an expensive car. This is going to cost me a pretty <laughs> penny. But you know what? For you, you deserve it. Yeah, the, the Type 35, it is a work of art. Of course, all the Bugattis were works of art. The way that uh, Bugatti built everything was absolutely spectacular. So I can see the relationship between your fascination for technology because at the time, the car was pretty advanced especially for the racetrack and for the beauty of the car and the racing heritage. So you picked a great one there. Very, very nice. I'll start shopping for you right away. Thank you. I'll better call all the big auction houses, I think, is going to be my challenge here. Well, Keith, you have taken us on a great ride. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey and VR motion with the Cars Out listeners. Would you give us one parting piece of guidance before you head off into the sunset and that Bugatti Type 35? Oh wow! Well, you know, first and foremost, I'm I'm a Generation X uh, kid, and I grew up in the age of Star Trek and when men walked on the moon. Uh, so when I think about all the future possibilities and advancements that we're doing, I can barely sleep at night thinking about what's possible. <laughs> yes, 
It is incredible. We are living in a new renaissance age, I think, in many ways. And uh, uh, it's just incredible what's coming down the line for all of us, especially in the automotive industry these days, the transitions that are happening with driverless cars and and the things they can do in automobiles to make them safer for all of us and, and more fun. So very nice advice. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and VR Motion? Well, I think going to our website, we've got a blog that we put up and we keep it updated pretty well. And that's vrmotioncorp.com. Okay. Or you can do a search on the web with a hashtag sim2win and uh, all, all of our links can be found that way. Absolutely. Well, listeners, you'll find all these links on Keith's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Keith in the search bar. Those pages will pop up and I encourage you to check out what he's doing at VR Motion. Absolutely spectacular, cutting edge kind of work. Very great. Keith, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise. And I want to thank you for sharing what you're doing there with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. It's been my pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.